Hi everyone, my name is uh, Loic and uh, I'm launching this new podcast. I have been a technology entrepreneur all my life and uh, always love to share. I actually did uh, my first podcast, I think in 2003, something like this, as I was blogging. And um, uh, five years ago now, I discovered another technology after having been through some you know, tough times in my life, like we all have, I started to go to a meditation retreat, which is called Vipassana. And uh, that is a 10-day silent meditation. That was my first, very first experience with uh, what people call and that what I call now spirituality. So I stayed 10 days silent in vegan food, no looking at anyone, no eye contact, no books, no nothing, just you and eight hours meditation a day. And uh, before that, I didn't believe in anything spiritual, didn't believe in any um, religion, didn't believe in God, didn't believe in anything else than, than really what you see with your eyes and material things. And I've been focusing all my life on success, building a career, building startups. Um, yeah, I mean, what most people do, um, just, just, you know, just being in what some, some, some people call the matrix, which I like. So we're all in this matrix. And that meditation retreat really opened my eyes. But little did I know that was... Uh, uh, the beginning of a complete change. Um, a few years after that, so we're in 2021, that was five years ago now, I went to the Amazon forest. Uh, com I would say randomly. I was going to um, just to the Machu Picchu and then ended up in the Amazon forest in Peru. And there I discovered really like meditation is other technologies. I, I, I'm not afraid to call them technologies because I think they are. Um, and like I could feel from the Buddhist monk that was leading the meditation retreat I did, I, I could feel from that Peruvian spiritual guide. I, I don't like the term shaman, but you could call him this way. Let's say spiritual guide um, who was from the Shipibo tradition. And that took me to uh, a night of what they call ceremony, which is really a, a meditation with songs. And uh, that involves many different rituals um, that I, I won't describe too much here. But basically, that's how it all started. And I had no idea, no idea how much it will, would change my life for the last five years. So much that I'm now basically spending my time improving myself. Like uh, I was joking earlier today on Twitter with someone there that uh, my next startup is me. <laughs> but without ego, it's, it's really self-improvement. It's really improving myself, changing myself, discovering things I thought I would never do before, uh, talking about things, thinking about ideas that I would have never thought I would before. So I have so many, so many things I would like to share. I, I always love to share. 
Um, I, I blogged, I wrote, I used social media, did conferences. And uh, I think uh, I, it's the time now for me to share again. So here's the, the format I want to use is a, a quick um, daily thought that I don't know about how long, but ideally not too long. <laughs> and ideally almost every day that I will share here as a podcast and then uh, as a newsletter, which I already have on Substack. Um, and uh, you, you, you will probably find the link somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, so I will start today with one. And, and the, it's not in particular order. It's really what, what I have in my mind today. Um, and it's going to be mostly about technology, but like more like and what, what fascinates me is the, the comparison, the, the, the closeness of new technologies and ancient technologies. What I call ancient technologies is mostly what, what, what is, you know, techniques used in spiritual practices. And I've been exploring a lot of them uh, or many of them. And now I'm mostly with one, but uh, I will come back to that. So here's the topic of today that I'm experimenting in this uh, audio format of uh, this new podcast. The, um, the, I'm, I'm going to talk about something uh, that many, uh, many could find weird, <laughs> but it's okay. It's the power of prayers um, and how, uh, how I, I, I just like used a more modern technology to, to, to help me with that. So, Here's the story. It started with um, Eckhart Tolle, that many of you know, because he wrote this book, which is very well known, The Power of Now. But he also has a course, uh, which is about what he calls manifestation. And manifestation is basically about learning to pray, which I, I know. And like for me, praying sounded very, very non, you know, normal, very religious, very not for me, basically. And manifestation is just about focusing about something you want to accomplish or something that you would like to see happening and just thinking about it, thinking about it as in meditation, very intensely, very focused on it. And so Eckhart Tolle has a whole course that I followed last summer about this. <coughs> Sorry. And um, uh, it's, been, it's been very interesting to experiment with this. Then, at the same time, I work with, uh, I say work, that means I spend a lot of time, as in months, with uh, a tribe that really became family for me, uh, or another family, let's say a spiritual family, nothing to do with my real family, of course. And um, the, this, this tribe, which is very deep in the Amazon forest in, in Brazil, that I will talk a lot about because... That's with them that I learned many things. Has um, songs, and um, then they have something more hidden, which are prayers. And these prayers are in a language which is not really their Yawanawa day-to-day language, but a very ancient language which they call the spiritual language, which is still Yawanawa, but most of them don't even understand this language. 
they don't talk it, they don't speak it, sorry, every day. So it's, it's really fascinating. And I have experimented being in nights, basically, of prayers where they use this language to pray, to pray, you know, uh, let's say other entities or other spirits, spirituality spirits, so call spirits, let's call it this way. And this language is very impressive because when, when they pray with it, you, you can feel the power of the words. It's really like the monks and mantras, you know, they use mantras or they use fraud singing, which fascinates me one day. I want to learn that. Like, well, <laughs> I won't do it. I don't know how to do it. But there is something with sounds, of course. And speaking is a sound. And uh, the prayers said in a very interesting way with this language tend to be very powerful, at least for me. And I had no idea before. And one day I joked with them and I said, like, what did you, what was this? What did you just do? And uh, one of these prayers was a healing for someone. So that's something I'm going to talk about as well, because I've seen many <laughs> healers or, you know, indigenous, let's say, practices or techniques to help someone. And uh, I am still, you know, trying to understand it, even trying to understand if it does anything. Because most people say that you can only heal yourself, which I kind of agree with. But let's say there is a container that is created uh, when these songs or prayers happen. And so I joked with, uh, with my teachers there. Uh, I'm, I'm going really at the school of the forest right now. I'm a 48-year-old student going at, in unit to university, the University of the Forest. And nothing varies like our universities, which I went to as well, <laughs> at least the French ones I, I did. And um, uh, I joked and I said, so what is this prayer? And they said, well, this prayer is to help this person who is sick. And, uh, and, and then uh, they, went, like, they went on praying for literally two hours, two hours at night in the dark, with no books, all by heart, all by heart, literally, I mean by heart, as in <laughs> their heart was speaking. And I was super impressed because in their culture, there, is no, there are no books, there is nothing written. Everything is transferred by word of mouth. There is nothing in the cloud. I actually sometimes do publish things and songs. And now I'm extremely careful because they don't like it. They, for most songs and especially the prayers, they absolutely don't want it online or for most of them. And uh, I, got, I, I got very fortunate because I could record many, many of them on my phone, but always promising that I would never publish it or no, never even show it to anyone or never make them listen make anyone listen to them, which is super weird for someone like me that has started blogging in 2003 and shared so much. So these are things that you don't you just don't publish, but I can talk about them and I, I can publish some of them. But anyway, back to my point, I asked, what is this language? And they said, well, this is the spirit language. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. What is that? How do you learn? Where's the book? Well, there is no book. Well, how do you learn that language? We receive 
the prayers in dreams. So now that that's getting very interesting. And I will talk about dreams a lot because they do receive knowledge through dreams. And so when I heard about that, I started researching lucid dreaming. And now I'm starting to have many of these experiences where things come through dreams, which I know is also very weird. And here's another technology um, that I could talk about for hours. But here for, for, for staying on the topic, I started to joke with them, as I said, saying, hey, if there are spirits, don't they speak English? Why, why can I not say the same in English? or French. And they said, well, you can, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be better if you use this language. So I decided to learn this language as much as I can. So I started recording songs and recording prayers and then started learning songs. So I know many songs now. And now I'm starting to learn prayers because I found them so powerful. You know, like a meditation, again, like a mantra, it's the same. And it's very difficult <laughs> because it's a language that I do not speak, that most of them, the, I think 500, 600, yeah, when I was, don't speak or barely understand um, for most, most people. And, um, and, and here I am trying to understand that. So what I did is I recorded it, then I wrote what I heard phonetically, on my phone or my iPad, then I went back and see the teacher and, and told him, like, okay, can you translate line by line? Can you tell me what that means? And this is already very difficult because um, most lines have like many meanings. <laughs> and if you, ask, if you ask the next day, it might mean something else. So it's very fascinating, very weird, honestly, everything. But I loved the exercise. So I started to learn these, barely understanding, but now I, I understand, I try to understand some of them. And so here's a, here is, I won't say it here, but I've been working for a few weeks now on a prayer that feels very natural to me and, and very interesting. And I could not put it in my memory. Impossible, because I don't know the language, I don't speak that language. Uh, I, I, the words don't mean anything. The words don't recall to my memory anything. And so I started and I failed. Um, even repeating it many, 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 many times did not put it in my memory. So I started asking, <laughs> here is what's, where it gets interesting, at least to me, is I started using um, my knowledge of, you know, and use of social networks and modern technology and ask some friends, hey, how do, you, how do you put something in your memory that is difficult to put in your memory? And I had uh, a few of you reply on Twitter and other places, uh, you should look at this and this and this book. So I, I, I'm studying them, but one of them came, um, very interesting, which is, uh, and it's called artofmemory.com. So I went there, signed up, and... Um, uh, I discovered something I had heard about before uh, called the memory palace. A memory palace is a way to, um, to memorize something, anything really, uh, using images and places in your mind. And uh, they say, I don't know yet, <laughs> I will experiment, that through, with this method and other methods you can learn by heart, unlimited amounts of information, very, very big amounts of information. So I tried 
and I put that prayer, which is only, it's only uh, 13 lines. So it's not so much, but, but imagine 13 lines with each time a sentence, which doesn't mean much in a language that doesn't sound like yours at all. And that no one speaks barely. <laughs> so I did that. And here's the method, by the way, this method, they say, if, if I remember well, uh, it's from 500, uh, the year like 500, uh, I think before Christ. So, but I'll check that, but basically very old. It was used a long, long time ago. It's very simple. You uh, imagine a place you know very well, could be your house. Um, and then you move from one room to another. And in each room, you put one of the objects you want to remember in, for example, in, a, in, in generally in a very weird way. So I'll give you an example. I, instead of a house, I decided to use as my memory palace the village, the Yawanawa village that I stayed at, which is called the Sacred Village. And, um, and there you arrive and then there's a beach because you're off by boat. Nothing fancy. This is like what we call pirogue in French, those little tiny boats. And then from there you go to a bridge. On the bridge there's a cabana. Then from this cabana you cross the bridge. On the, this wooden bridge, then you go to a temple that they built, then from the temple, and so on and so forth, all the way to the beginning of the forest, and into the forest, and so on and so forth. So I started adding one sentence to each, um, to each place and trying to memorize one word of each, uh, in each place, associate that word to that place, and then repeat the sentence enough that just triggering this word would help me remember the sentence. And very, I was very surprised because in an hour I could remember the whole prayer while it's been like a few weeks that I could not. So this is amazing. So that's what I wanted to share today. Of course, the, the two topics being interesting, both the prayers and the, the, this method to remember the prayers or remember anything really. In this site, The Art of Memory, they have a, a contest, <laughs> which I don't think I will do, contests for memory. For example, uh, there is the World Championship on uh, remembering a deck of 52 cards, playing cards, in any order. And I think the, the best times are like 20 seconds. You open a deck and you remember the whole deck. So very impressive uh, things. But so here's an example. Um, there is one of the words which is uh, in, in, in this language, it's Awa Nawashinamora. So, uh, not, very difficult for me at least. And Awa uh, Nawashinamora. And I started putting it on the bridge, on the little cabana there in my mind. And the method says, well, take one of the words or take that word and make it an image. So I, sh I thought, Shina Mora, Shina Mora, what does it make me think of? So Shina makes me think about China, very easy. And Mora ma makes me think about death because in French, Mora, um, death is more. And uh, uh, in Spanish, muerte. So it's very similar to Mora. So China, Mora. Uh, and I thought, okay, how about um, a, uh, <laughs> a Chinese uh, 
<laughs> a that's, anyway, that's the image I used. A Chinese for China, and then a person who is uh, dead. So to think about the, the death, right? And then I started, sorry for the bad image, but that's what came to mind, China Mora. And of course, I have nothing against Chinese people. And, you know, I'd say death is natural, so it's part of us. So it's an image I can use. And so I started associating this where, where I, I, I would be walking next to this cabana and see a Chinese person uh, dead. <laughs> and um, of course, that's like not a really uh, good thought, but it's just a memory tool here. And uh, immediately I memorized it and I went on and on for 13 items. Uh, very weird. There is another one which says, uh, which is like, uh, uh, it, it has the word Kairu inside, Kairu. So I thought Kairu, Cairo, Cairo, Egypt. So in that room, I started seeing the city of Cairo and Egyptians. And now I immediately remember the sentence as well. And I went on and on. So this memory palace is amazing. Uh, and I, I'm going to keep working on it every day to learn new things and songs. Um, and back to the, to the prayers, I highly recommend this, uh, uh, this uh, course from Eckhart Tolle about, uh, um, about manifestation. And I, I know this sounds completely um, out of the ordinary for most of uh, you listening and for me before, but prayers really are an intention and it can, it, it's generally a really good intention, of course, but I now do prayers every day. <laughs> I learn, I remember, and I, I, I pray. So I'll come back to that. But I wanted to share this uh, uh, today and just stay there for now, the power of memory and the power of prayers using a language that is completely lost as no books, not lost given that it's still talked. But to my knowledge, there are only two people in this uh, Yawanawa tribe out of 500, 600 people that can pray the way they do. So we're talking about a language that is used by really two people and maybe four or five more in, in, a, in a less uh, advanced way. So this is all very fascinating to me at the time that I'm recording this podcast in a matter of minutes, uh, it's going to, to be on, on the platforms. Anyway, so that was the first uh, try and uh, I will uh, share one thought, um, you know, every day or often here. And uh, thank you very much if you listen and feel free to leave me comments wherever you find it if you want to and uh, let me know what you think. But it's really a way for me as well to record my own experiences because I have so many uh, that I, I think one day I'll turn this into a book. But this is a very easy way for me to share. Thanks for listening.